0: Hi, everybody. I'm Sess Busby, editor of Flying Solo. Welcome to our weekly podcast where we step inside the minds and lives of soloists and small business owners. Today's guest is Jeff Bannister. Six years ago, Jeff kissed the corporate world behind and left his job as operations manager at McDonald's to start his own business. The initial plan with wife Christy was to start a retro cafe, but life had other ideas. While waiting to open the restaurant, couple began experimenting with the idea of offering a donut delivery service and Dr. Doe Donuts was born. Today, Dr. Doe serves up thousands of donuts a week, dishing up sweet treats across Sydney. And Jeff is here today to share a little of his story. Hi, Jeff. Welcome. It's so great to have you on the show today. Thank you. Now, I'm very interested to hear in what takes someone from obviously a very busy job at mcdonald's operations manager managing 35 restaurants uh all the logistics millions and millions and millions of dollars of revenue why do you suddenly go actually see a corporate life i'm going to start my own uh cafe what was that journey
1: yeah so um our original thoughts were so i guess myself and my wife christy we'd worked for mcdonald's for i think close to 20 years each wow and I guess starting from... Life first, was, that is. <laughs> yeah.
0: there's yeah.
1: so there's plenty, plenty of people as well who, um, you know, are still in the business and we know that have been there for probably another 10 or 15 years on top of that. Yeah, the great thing was I think from everything we did learn through operations, through systems at McDonald's, it kind of got to a point where it's this very, very big ship and it's very, very hard, uh, particularly depending on which position you're in, to actually sort of move the business or change it. And we've always been ones to keep an eye on and watching trends and things that are happening in the industry or other industries. Mm-hmm. So we all, and we've always been very creative. So that's where it sort of came about that we um, yeah wanted to sort of branch off ourselves and, you know, look at some some other industries or endeavours. And um, yeah, that's where the, the cafe first popped up.
0: And while you were waiting to get your cafe started, you started the donut business. Yeah,
1: is that right? Yes. Yeah, that was right. So um, one of our, I guess, you know, sticking to that creative line as well was that, um, yeah, when we, when we looked at opening a cafe, one of the things we really wanted to have in there was, was donuts. But then looking at it um, from a business point of view, we said, well, if we do bring in donuts and looking at how much money we possibly make off each one, uh, hmm. we weren't going to make a lot really from it so instead of that could we actually create our own you know ourselves um, and brand them separately um, so that was one thing will was very important to us was to brand our cafe and our donut separately just in case um, there was any future opportunities for, for both um, and yeah and I guess from not having any history in you know pastry or baking or anything like that we just sort of did our research and um, yeah created these donuts and this brand.
0: And this was really what five or six years ago, before the big donut craze hit.
1: Yeah, yeah. So there was um, there was some sort of competitors out there um, at that stage, but it was um, it was kind of you know five or six years ago. I think it was very much a trend of um, or beginning a trend of sort of donuts, and I think probably the other one was probably burgers that were the big things that were out there. So, yeah, so it was just, a yeah, you know, on the other side, all sort of a, a fun and dif- and different thing to get into. But um, it wasn't something that we ever expected would get to this level at all.
0: Yeah, because we're not talking a, a tiny little donut shop. You, you guys now deliver donuts all over Sydney. I could, like, contact you today and get a, a big box full on my doorstep same day <laughs> and all the different flavours and sprinkles and... Amazing retro sort of donuts that take you back to your childhood. Yeah, that's right.
1: So um, yeah. So the great thing is now um, is that you know sort of six years in, we're creating like fifty thousand donuts a week all over Sydney. Yeah, and we deliver up to sixty five k's around Sydney, seven days a week, from as early as seven a.m. daily through till about five (laughs) p.m. Like even at the moment, we will take orders um, right up until midnight um, for the following day. And then, yeah, we can have them delivered, you know, from 7am the next day.
0: Now that's a lot of logistics. I imagine your operations background at Macca's has given you good steed. Yeah,
1: definitely. You know, it was one of those things, um, It's particularly how we've grown um, over the past 6 to 12 months, definitely from coming from an operational background. It's hugely benefit ourselves. Just being able to scale up um, as quickly as we had to, during the COVID period and the lockdown periods.
0: Mm, I imagine everyone went, "Mm, need me some donuts during COVID. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. I think the difference with our business is, you know, one is I think it's trying to change a bit of perception that the donut shop isn't just the donut shop down the street that you can come and buy one or two donuts. We look at it as, you know, really we are a sort of online e-commerce player and on the other side, it's not; it is donuts we're sending. But the big thing is, it's it's the gifting industry um, that we're in. Um, so whether it is, you know, i say sixty to seventy percent of our orders are actually birthday gifts, and then it comes, you know, back to whether it's congratulations, newborns, which is kind of hitting at the moment. I think particularly because of lockdown and and what people were doing um, back then. But um, and then the other <laughs> one is thank you, which. More than ever, we've seen that people are just very much appreciative, whether it is to teachers, nurses, you know, friends, family, um, all that. And it's actually, it's kind of, you know, although it's a, you know, it's a business for ourselves, you know, it's the other side of when we do read the cards that go with every order, um, it gives you sort of that feel good as well.
0: (laughs) get The warm fuzzies,
1: <laughs> yeah, you do, and then it's and you know, we 100% try and go out of our way wherever we can. Um, because we have had a lot of orders that may come from interstate or overseas to loved ones because they can't get there for a special occasion be it a birthday, a wedding, somebody's in isolation, or you know, on all those things. So, um, yeah, we do do whatever we can as well to go out of our way when we can for a customer.
0: Did you realize when you started the business that it was going to be uh, rather than donuts, it was actually all about gifting? Or was that kind of a pivot that happened along the way? Yeah,
1: it was um, very much a pivot uh, in that sense. And sometimes I hate to use that word, but, um, you know, I guess prior to the first lockdown and the start of COVID, we already had an e-commerce, uh, we had a Shopify store, which had been mm-hmm. running for about six to eight months. Yeah, what we really saw during that first one, the first one was that we... We really weren't sure what was going to happen um, with our business, but the site visits, the orders um, really started sort of picking up. So we just invested, you know, although, you know, the sales did increase and we continued to invest every single dollar we could into the Shopify store, into our customer service, into our logistics. And then sort of, I guess, with the second lockdown, which we've had earlier this year, Um, that momentum just continued again for us so we just continued to invest as well again every sort of dollar and it sort of ended up that you know now we're doing sort of 500 orders a day we've had to take on more office space we've got 15 new staff and the business has grown to this thing um, which we sort of yeah we I could say it was probably our dream to get it to this level and we're there but it you know, definitely we're not resting on our laurels or anything like that. We want to expand further.
0: And what about the cafe, Mug Life? That's still going strong?
1: Um, So the cafe, we made the decision, and I think it's one of those um, business decisions sometimes you need to make and focus on your priorities, is that we actually sold that sort of, yeah. what is it now, about 10 months ago. And I was, you know, looking at it back now, it's we're the best thing we ever did to be able to focus on one business and one business which we knew, as a bit of a point of difference as well and be able to focus our full energy um, into that
0: yeah I was wondering how you would split split your energy yeah. across the two businesses that would have possibly been distracting so
1: yeah yeah and it's was that a noticed, hard
0: decision to make
1: it was very hard because that's where we started and what was our I guess original plan leaving um, corporate roles and through the, you know the last five years we had the cafe, we did have a second venue, which was a cafe-restaurant bar, and obviously we had the donut brand as well. Um, so it was always this juggling act and a, and a balance. But I'm glad we kind of we did that. Um, and it definitely wasn't easy, but we've, you know, experienced a lot in the last five years to get ourselves uh, where we are now.
0: And with... um. The donut business scaling so rapidly. What were some of the main challenges you faced?
1: I think the main challenges, um, which we've all, yeah, sort of faced at the moment is um, obviously employees and hiring, but we were able to sort of crack that. Like, one of the great things we've found is our new customer service team are actually well, one's a singer, actor, one's a dancer, um, and <laughs> one's, and one's um, also another singer and actor. So thing is they actually fit the mold perfectly for customer service and same with dealing with corporates and things like that it's kind of sometimes it's just looking a a little bit outside um, the norm and then I think from the other scaling thing was probably just um, one logistics and I'm glad that we had and we invested in the logistics system that we had um, prior to that Um, and then the one thing I just you know 100% we keep an eye on all the time is sort of what's happening out there in the environment, whether it's um, packaging, stock, and I think everybody sort of faced some kind of delays over the past six months with that as well. So you just need to, I guess, be able to have the cash flow to um, invest in that, to be able to plan for the future. I
0: imagine you've been quite lucky then, especially when everyone else is struggling. Like there's such a delivery crisis at the moment and you're a business that Relies on deliveries mm. and pumps out so many deliveries a day. How do you, how do you keep that ticking along?
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, we use Go People and their software and some of their drivers. We do have our own drivers as well. But I think the great thing is these days is there are a lot of those platforms which were never there two or three years ago um, for any business, whether they're small, medium, or large. So that's greatly um, benefit ourselves is the ability to. Um, you know, scale up as uh, sort of as quickly as possible.
0: You started on Uber Eats, didn't you?
1: Yes, yes, we did. (laughs) So it's one of those things I think um, we are happy now that we're sort of not there. And one of the the big thing from that was, I guess, not just, you know, the commission necessarily that they take, um, but it's also just our business is based around customer service. Hmm. I think it's an easy one for people to think that, you know, e-commerce is... You know, you hide it. You can hide behind the computer. You don't need to. You know, face to face. You don't need to be face to face. It's so much easier. But um, we spend just as much time on the on the phone with our customers, on email, on every other social media platform they'd like to message us through. We'll you know we'll make that work. And then we sort of we have customer service through our peak times all the way through till ten o'clock at night because we find that our um, you know, a lot of parents put the kids to bed and then like to jump on and, and you know, and purchase something or ask their questions.
0: And when did you decide to kind of diversify beyond donuts? Because, you you know, you do toys, you do booze, you, you do big balloons. Like what, what was the decision there? Yeah, it was just
1: I think our, our minds, myself and my wife Christy, our minds just don't stop. So we're constantly, you know, looking online at what, other companies are doing or what might be trending like you know it's even things like poppets at the moment which there's been that huge craze and we have that in a do-it-yourself donut box which um has been amazingly popular um (laughs) you know for kids for kids and then even leading into christmas yeah so it's just for us it's just you know non-stop we just don't stop thinking and living and breathing the business and i think it's one of those things as much as we'd you know, love to take a break or, you know, employ somebody to look after those things, we just say, well, you know, at the moment it's growing at such a rapid rate. Um, we need to just be constantly on top of it and in it and evolving the business as it moves forward.
0: And what about getting the word out when you first started? What was what was it that you did to get people to know about your donuts? Because it kind of it kicked off pretty rapidly didn't it yes
1: yeah that's was it right
0: word of think, mouth
1: or, or yeah um i think one was a million brands out there could relate to is probably just that growth of social media and particularly instagram because donuts are one of those things um that you do want to take a picture of and share to your friends but our other one and is 100 percent is um, word of mouth we have uh, so many customers who will contact us that they've received their first box as a gift Um, from somebody else and then you see straight away they'll go and purchase two or three boxes for their friends which is a you know a great thing about us so that's why we know that you know every box that goes out has to be as you know as perfect as as every other um because word of mouth is our key and um it's like for instance we we deliver to parents and to schools like we have a lot of parents that want it by 7 a.m so that they can um take it to school for their children's birthday yeah, and we just know from that is that just takes one parent in that class to then see it, um, and that word of mouth, you know, just um, just expands throughout it that. It is school. amazing.
0: It still is the, the strongest form of marketing, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's right. You can, you know, you can spend as much money on sponsored ads and adwords and and all those things, but the word the word of mouth for us is critical, um, and the same goes when it's. Um, if they're, And if we make a mistake and we do make mistakes, you know, we just own it and it's our opportunity to uh, make it right for the customer because we know just as much as, you know, the beautiful box that arrived is great, if we can rectify that mistake as well, that word of mouth will
0: spread. Yeah, that's true. You can always turn a a dissatisfied customer into an advocate, can't you, if you deal yeah. with them properly. Yeah, that, that's right. So what would your advice be for someone who might be in a corporate job, having that dream in the back of their head? Is it like go for it? Do they need how big a plan do they need to have put in place before they leave their their safety of their nine to five? Yeah,
1: I think you really need to um and I think, you know, you'd hear it time and time again, you really need to have a good think about it because Owning your own business isn't always what it's cracked up to be, you know. For ourselves, I know we lived above our first cafe for the first three years in a little room, so that we can invest every single dollar back into our business. Um, and you've got to be prepared to do those things. Like I think the first twelve months may be tough, but getting through the first two to three years is probably even even tougher. So I think it's just and it's you know the other side we see is that you know we have plenty of family and friends that. You know always ask you know we should go and you work hard go and take a holiday why don't you just employ someone to do that job um but we know you know that's our business in our life um as well and um you know we'd love to take a holiday but we'd rather, on the other side we'd rather invest that money into our business um to continue expanding it so it's those decisions I think you have to make and I think there's no nothing wrong as well with just wanting to have that Having to have the corporate life and having the annual leave and and, and all those other benefits, um, because I think having your own business is you know extremely tough,
0: but rewarding obviously. It is. So you it would is. not be doing it still. No, that's right. That's right. And it and it sometimes
1: you know and through these years it hasn't been that we're um, been making you know huge you know massive amounts of profit and and or any of those things. Um, for us, it's just been about it's just been about. That customer feedback, that five star review, all those little things, um, it does actually add up. Um, or but it's just those feel good sometimes. That's what you really, really just need. It <laughs> must obviously make you feel pretty child. No, no, no it, is. it was even, you know, I guess at the start when somebody says, Yeah, you know, my friend, I went round to my friend's birthday and they had them, or you know, it's all it's just it's all the little wins you know, add up over time.
0: Now you've got expansion plans, you've got Melbourne in your sights.
1: We do. So, you know, we're actually originally from Melbourne, so the plan is always to open in Melbourne, um, but we will be doing that um, in the first quarter of next year. And then also we want to also open in Brisbane by the third or fourth quarter of next year as well.
0: Wow, that's a lot to do. Yeah, it's a lot to do when we think about
1: it because we've had this, you know, the one site in Sydney which has now grown to this sort of this this beast and animal. Um, from that perspective but it's for us on the other side we just think it's really really exciting one for our people in that it gives them an opportunity to take on some more responsibility um, potentially live or travel um, in any of these states but also just from a you know from a business point of view um, I guess you know we don't want to stop you know just in one state and we can see that there's growth and potential so we're you know extremely excited yeah for the next 12 months and Know, what we can what we can do with necessarily the simple donut. but the great thing is that we know that we're sort of sharing an experience with every customer as well.
0: And do you have a favourite donut, or is that like asking if you've got a favourite child?
1: <laughs> no, no. My our, my favourite donut is one of our originals. Um, one our original one which which we named '90s Kid' because we sort of grew up through the '90s. Um, was actually a pink um, strawberry glaze with nerds candy, <laughs> and I know everybody normally loves you know, the chocolate or the salted caramel. Now, this one sort of gives it a really unique taste with the sweet and then the sour of the nerds as well.
0: (laughs) That's a bit like life, sweet and sour. Yeah, that's
1: right. That's every single day necessarily.
0: Thank you so much, Jeff. It's just been great having a chat with you this morning and hearing about your journey. Have an awesome time setting up the business interstate. Hope it goes fantastically well for you and Christy.
1: Thank you very much and thanks for having me.